Hi, Jeff. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Cole. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Stuart just made an executive decision because we started talking about the movie. Yeah, he said, yeah. I'm, hitting the yeah. He said I'm hitting the record button. We just need to start. We just needed to start recording right mm -hmm. away, or else we were gonna lose all the talk. Yeah. Um, it's the interesting thing to me, aside from Denzel is the way this is simultaneously a reinvention of Travolta that kind of pushes him into this third era that we started today, mm -hmm. which, sidebar for the listener at home, uh, you may have noticed new theme music this episode. Uh, you just listened to our retrospective. This is officially the beginning of the Travolta-sploitation era. Yeah. Um, however, we have said very much we uh, regret making it so, <laughs> the beginning of this. You yeah, I'm, I've actually I've been wanting to ask you why this and not like from Paris with Love yes. is the transition. So back at the very beginning, we kind of made the transition points and we got to the point too late where we realized this was the wrong spot to put it. Um, but we'd already recorded episodes coming out after this and we yeah, fair enough. We kind of done all the work already. Uh, so we just kind of had to stick with it. But. I think this and the film we talk about next week that we recorded like seven years ago, Old Dogs, are the real ending of the A-list era. But well, I think they're transition films. They are transition films. And I think we said this in our um, recap era episode that Old Dogs particularly is very transitional because it's the beginning. It's the end of his Disney yeah. deal. Old Dogs is what kills his mm. Dis Disney kills future John Travolta vehicles after Old Dogs flops. But also... And I had this thought earlier today that I wish I had thought of when we did the Hairspray episode. But Hairspray, you know, you said this very clearly, Jeff, that like Travolta's performance as Ed Turnblad and Hairspray is good. Mm -hmm. It's a good performance. And Hairspray is not a bad... very good performance. And Hairspray is not a bad movie. It's actually a pretty good yeah. movie, um, depending on, you know, it fits a certain type of yeah. audience. But in all fairness, I think with that type of audience, it really resonates with them to this yeah. day. To this day, like people will, who liked that movie back then still like it now. Yeah. Because it's a masterpiece, yes. Good movie. Hairspray is Travolta's second blowout. Yeah. Well, third. If we count Battlefield Earth. Well, no. Yes. No. No, yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Battlefield Earth is not underrated in any fashion, shape, or form. It is correctly rated as being terrible. <laughs> well, what if it was pretty good? No, I'm kidding. What do you, what do you mean by second blowout? So, because I'm because thinking... Blowout you, was the you film... You said blowout as like, well, it flopped, and if it hadn't flopped, everything is different. Oh, hear, hear, hear me out on this. Because, yeah, yeah, you're right in saying that. But blowout came out... It, it came out for the wrong audience. Yeah. And that's can't... what killed it. It's because blowout came out after the darkness of the 70s yeah during the beginning of the bright-eyed america's the best reagan era and people didn't like that the movie ended in a sad way yeah. and that's what and people who watched it didn't like it didn't go seek it seek it see it a second time and they spread the word that this is a movie you may want to avoid because it's dark and depressing yes and that's what killed it and that's what killed John Travolta's career in the 80s. Well, now, fast what forward. Kill, well, what killed his career is that made him scared. And then he made bad choices right after that killed his career. Yes. And so you had thrown that, out. I think it was you, Jeff. It might have been you, Stuart. I'm sorry. But in, I think in the Blood episode, you said something about, like, what if he had taken supporting roles? Yes. After yeah. Blowout, his career is completely different. Yes. And I think about that a lot. Yeah. But, but to finish my point. But fast forward to Hairspray. This is coming out in just before 
Obama gets elected, not even taken office. This is before the 2008 election. This is not 2007. So we're like well deep into, you know, the two-term Bush era America. And here's the thing, because uh, the LGBTQ community, which um, for awful as it is, is, has been like, I feel like in the 2000s, like the fight, there'd always been a fight like earlier than that, like in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. But I feel like it really got its footing in the early 2000s up until the Supreme Court ruled, you know, same-sex marriage to be completely constitutional in all 50 states in 2013. And in 2007, in the early 2000s to mid-2000s, just right around the 2010 era, there was like the backlash behind it. Yeah. This is where we get like the whole thing with like the post-Civil War statues that get built up as black people try to fight for the civil rights that people think no it's like we're gonna build these civil war statues to remind you guys who's on top yeah fast forward 2007 and we can all agree on this right we we, we watch wild hogs and like people weren't as uh they didn't care as much of making a point about homophobia in the 90s 80s 70s and 60s i mean yeah there were some films that were like oh he's gay he should go to prison or be medicated or whatever but it wasn't so much in the early 2000s it was gay jokes and gay jokes and comedies and it was all about that like bashing and bashing about like oh my god he's gay this is so weird like again travolta's gonna do at least two of those he's probably done more but like wild dogs old dogs all movies that are about like ha 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 he's gay movies yeah and hairspray came out right in the fucking center of that Mm -hmm. now i feel like if that movie came out four years ago 2016 2017 would would it have worked i mean there's a lot of things here but like would it have worked exactly as well maybe maybe not but would it have had the same amount of homophobia backlash that it got back when it actually originally came out? I don't think so. And I don't think it would have caused such a major backlash for Travolta to not be taken seriously, which we established. Yes. And that's why I think Hairspray is Travolta's second blowout. I mean, I think you're maybe giving it a little too little credit for people taking that seriously. He came pretty close to an Oscar nomination for he, that. He came... Here's the thing. I'm... It's probably seven or eight. Yeah. So the problem was with Hairspray is not the Academy version of it. It's in a general consciousness. And we both talked about this with yeah. our own parents. Right after that movie came out, the general, like, if you mention John Travolta to... Um, he's a joke. He's a joke. Yeah. Fair, he, fair, he, fair. he played a woman in that movie. And, and I don't think the same would have been true if it, if this movie came out four years yeah, ago. Yeah, or even two years after. Yeah. A, yeah. Because two years after, that's a huge difference. If it came out, after, in, he if it came out in 2011, he would have been called brave on every news outlet. Yeah. And every news outlet would have been saying, look at John Travolta, the guy who's been the heartthrob, the charismatic guy who's putting himself into this very vulnerable yeah. state, but like so, being a very large I, woman. And I very much don't think it's... Uh, so, like there's no there's a very clear correlation with John Travolta general becoming a joke in popular culture right around the time Hairspray comes out. Yeah, I agree. He, kind of, he gets out of joke territory in the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He starts sliding back into it with Battlefield Earth, but he's still doing like things that people are like, oh yeah, John Travolta, he's whatever. It's not until Hairspray that like he fully becomes a joke again. Yeah. And then this movie is reeling it back is Tony Scott in a sense trying to reinvent Travolta Mm -hmm. again 
from Paris with love. love. That's right, folks. This week, Travolting is taking the badass dive into the Parisian underworld for a movie that does not make sense. I could not follow. I don't remember. <laughs> that I watched four hours ago. It's got cocaine. It's and got hookers. hookers. And it's got Suicide John Travolta. That's <laughs> 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 the way you went for Suicide Bombers and I went for John Travolta. <laughs> I thought we were in lockstep on that one. I thought we were ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you for joining us on the next episode, episode of john Travolta. on Travolta. you can find us on spotify covering savages i would like if someone told me who he was i can, tell you, kind of cool. I can tell you all about you could tell me who he was i had the audio listen oh so, my god your audio sounds so much better i'll just listen you tell okay. me who so john john Travolta. john Travolta. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we uh, are we straying from the topic at hand, Jeff? <laughs> is that annoying you? Oh my God! I'm about the to hypocrisy. <laughs> I'm about to find out who Oliver Stone is. Can we just <laughs> Mark? Let's both take a hit of our jewels while he Fine. talks about sure, John ready? Travolta. Okay, so, cheers. 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 All right, so John Travolta, um, he's at a low point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> they are fist bumping. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm listening, Jeff. I'm listening. But no, Blake Lively's narrating the opening uh this movie. If I and she's explaining all of their lives. Cuts first thing we cut to is they're having sex, right? Yes. They're no having... no, they're fucking. Right, John doesn't have sex. John fucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, because yeah, that's right. When she's like trying to narrate, it's like you know, John's like a Navy SEAL or whatever who went to Afghanistan's all fucked up from war. She's like, so he's literally trying to fuck the war out of him. Yeah, and while he's giving me orgasms, I'm giving him wargasms. An actual line that in the movie. Three minutes into this movie. An actual line in the movie. Three minutes into this movie. Wargasms. She says the term wargasms. And you're wondering if you think the movie is intentionally funny or not. <laughs> I'm not wondering. I'm you, not wondering. You fucking know. I, we knew this. I you hope it's know. intentionally funny. Covering the forger. Um, so yeah. I mean, that that's basically the context corner of this movie. Yeah, there's I mean, no there's no exciting anecdotes. There's not really there's one bit of there's like one piece of trivia on IMDb. Oh. Uh, that I think is truly magical. Is is yeah. Yeah, it is the it's the one about um John Travolta traveled to Hong Kong to study oil painting to prepare for his role in this movie. Which I uh, And I have several questions. <laughs> well, I just think this movie is set in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not about any oil painting of a Hong Kong like culture. Yeah. It's French <laughs> Monet impressionistic Kong? painting. <laughs> Charles is like, that's just fantastic. I want to go to Hong Kong and study study oil paint. They're like, John, it's about a, a French painting. He's like, ah, great, great. And he's like in the plane. Or I honestly think he's it's like... He's flying his Boeing <laughs> over to Hong Kong. I honestly think it's like 
Travolta was in Hong Kong when he got the call that he was in this movie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's just fantastic. I think that's the one sentence we say for Travolta. I'm in Hong Kong right now. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I actually uh, was looking at some oil paintings and I think will really benefit myself for the film. And then flash forward two years, he's doing a press junket for this. And he'd be like, oh, so when you found out you got the role, was there any preparation for this? Like, well, it's funny you should ask because I was in Hong Kong. (laughs) And lo and behold, that person added that on IMDb. Mm Mm-hmm. So, covering life on the line. Job in the movie is like, I'll bring this home for dinner or something like that. You're like, oh no. No, they're not bringing that home for dinner. They're going to bring home yeah. f- their fried chicken yeah. corpse. Yeah, I was actually doing the same joke. <laughs> I was about to make the same joke. I was going to say, he's not bringing fried chicken home. He's bringing fried himself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he leaves and they, they it's like a tree line came down an electrical wire and so he climbed so Bo shows up and Bo's like this reckless yeah. guy and Bo who played by John Travolta which we'll get into the yeah. hair and beard in a moment um, I have lots of thoughts um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to have to do several rankings for this because there's three lo- different there's looks. There's going to be two rankings for this. there's three different looks in this. But movie. there's going to be two rankings okay. for this. Okay. One of them okay. is the other <laughs> <Yes>. flashback. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking Duck Dynasty looking ass. The Wild Hogs but real biker. Yeah. Yeah. That This is... With him. Yes. And he climbs to the top of the pole and he does, and everyone's like, yeah, but was the best. And he comes down and his brother's like, you missed one. And so Watch the job. If you yeah. don't do it right, you don't do it yeah. at all. And so his brother climbs up to fix the the one pole problem. Yeah. And then lightning. Lightning comes down. Massive <laughs> <The> explosion. <laughs> it's fucking Uncle Bob all over again from Urban <laughs> Cowboy. We're in Texas again. We are it's in the Texas exact again. same thing. A lightning bolt hits the power. You see uh, his brother go, oh, oh no. no! <laughs> <laughs> the power box explodes. His brother like gets an iMovie like flame effect drawn on him. He falls. He's like, flies, flies the off. The ragdoll like does like seventy spins in the air. Flies three blocks away. And <laughs> falls on the ground yeah. in flames, burning. Yeah, uh, and trolls like no, no, and it cuts to uh, him showing up at the house. Oh, it, by the no, way, it cuts the to wife. another woman showing up at a house. It's it's Bailey's mom. It no, it's it's Bailey's like it's someone else, and they show up to Bailey's house. And t- and like his like her mom, the Travolta's sister in law, rushes out the door crying and like gets in a car. She's left her daughter with somebody. Yeah, and is like driving the car to the hospital dramatically and crying. And she sees the ambulance go past along with Travolta's truck. And so she's like, "Oh, we gotta follow them." And she's not paying attention. And like a fucking like. 37 Semi- wheeler like rails in <laughs> there's the, another massive explosion. the car there's like eight flips <laughs> it, I, did you see how many flips this thing is like too many flips it's like me in like Grand Theft Auto when I like rail my car and it's like <laughs> <laughs> flies the air and just crashes on the ground the woman she did yeah and now Bailey's been orphaned <laughs> in like the first yeah. 10 minutes and Charles is like oh Oh, God. <laughs> and then the title, Life on the Line, pops up. Well, Travolta shows up. It's like, who's your favorite uncle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his belt off. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but he does, he does get really close to the young yeah. version of Bailey. The actress who yeah. plays the young version of Bailey gets really close to her ear and says, 
Who's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite uncle? And she yeah. turns to him and says, "You are." He's like, "I want to take care of you from okay. now on." Should we just get into the hair ranking? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cue the hair ranking music now. two rankings for this <laughs> oh god jeff yeah Stuart. i think we're about to dethrone stain alive whoa yeah i think we're about to dethrone stain alive what so in this movie we're gonna we're gonna get to this later but there's another flashback yes where we see john travolta before he was a lineman yes jeff and what was he before he was he a lineman was a biker he was a and I implore folks, there are not that many images. Like if you look up, if you Google John Travolta Life on the Line biker, like there's usually there's like one image that you can find, and it's very pixelated and it's very hard to look. But it's this one, right? It's a white shot. Yes. If you zoom in, you can see the full <laughs> beard and the long hair. He's and, going full oh, biker. My God. Oh my god. <laughs> Becca literally walked out of like the bedroom right as that scene came up and she's like, I'm so glad this is the moment I walked out. Um so there's gonna be two rankings. One called Life in the Line. Yes. And one called Life in the Line Biker Flashback. Yes. Put biker flashback in number one. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, explain. You gotta explain. Daddy's got a rod. <laughs> <laughs> daddy's got the rod man <laughs> and i'm sorry i know people are like what the fuck has got to say about the story it doesn't have to do with the story and it doesn't look that amazing like it's got totally a wig and fake a beard i'm like listen he's looking like duck dynasty i know mm. and i had to think to myself you know since we had staying alive yeah i knew nothing was gonna like match that look yeah. so uh, the only thing i could hope for in terms of how good his hair could look. Objective of, like, subjective of whether the movie's good or not. Because, you know, sometimes you can have good hair yeah. in a really bad movie, yeah. as we can say in Staying Alive. Yes. Not a good movie, but he has fucking great hair. His hair on Life on the Line and that biker flashback. Yeah. And the whole package. It's something. Oh, my God. It's oh something. Oh, my God. I mean, if you don't fucking come five times <laughs> like i just i don't know what to say to you yeah so yeah i'm putting life on the line biker flashback number yeah. one now when it comes to what are we putting on his actual look his actual look it's still gonna go pretty high it's not gonna go number one this is a shock this is crazy um but i i still like it because he's got a full beard with like longish hair and it's like it leans into like the age. Le oh my god! Look at this! Oh. Look at this face! Oh yeah! Lumberjack Travolta. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> can I see the hair ranking? Yes, you can see the hair ranking. I need. Okay. Okay. Put this. Um. Put this. Uh above domestic disturbance below be cool 
above domestic disturbance. Below. Number 12. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, what uh yeah, that happens and they send all the, the line workers out. Yeah. To to fix the thing. Deploy the linemen. Yes. We are the line. <laughs> 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 Lineman powers activate! Lineman, Red Ranger! <laughs> Blue Lineman, Ranger! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the just turns into a mech suit? <laughs> it's a this big mech suit like holds the power We line. must combine our mech suits and form the Megazord yeah, Lineman! And it fights, it fights the storm. It, has it punches a the cloud. <laughs> A giant construction helmet. Yeah. In the <laughs> Give me my hot pole. <laughs> but, he yeah. uses the hot pole as a staff and a spear. Yeah. Uh, so all the linemen go out. Power goes out across the county. Yes. All the drama begins. And there's like a control room bit yeah. where they can all see this happening yeah. in real time. And this guy's like, if that water hits the main, it makes it hits the water pressure under Wayne Tower, God. it's gonna blow. No. <laughs> the whole system is gonna blow. <laughs> we need more teeth. <laughs> oh God! No, <laughs> no it's, it's actually the it's actually the control room from taking a Pelham. Denzel's oh. in there. <laughs> He's like, this is it feels like a confessional. <laughs> oh my God! Um, this movie no. sucks. The, the, the linemen go out. They get to the train tracks. Yeah, they get to the train tracks, and, and Travolta the, turns over and he's like, "Hey, chief!" To look at uh, to the fire chief. There's trains around. From ladder forty nine. Chief John ladder Morrison. Yeah, John, from ladder forty nine. Charles by two dudes in this. He apparently transferred from uh, Baltimore to, to, to Texas. Yeah, to Texas. And he's like, "I got a guy in there." And they're like, "We got a guy in there." <laughs> um meanwhile Bo has to bring his guys to a new substation to like try and redirect the power. And uh one of the guys goes with the injured line yeah. worker to the hospital. Yeah. And as they're at the hospital the power goes out yeah. but the backup generator kicks back on. And the backup generator kicks off. And while Bailey is in surgery. Yeah. The backup the backup so they don't have their screens, x rays or lights. And yeah, they're working in the dark. Yeah. So then Travolta is with Duncan at the substation. Yeah. And he gets a call from one of his guys. He's like, Billy's been shot. shot. The power went out. We got to get it back. Or else gonna, she's going to die. And I was like, oh, shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, how'd she get shot? What was she doing? And then, like, the stakes just went up monstrously high. are explosive <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and so Travolta then goes to Duncan. He's like, "I'm gonna tell you something, and you can't promise you can't freak out." It's like, so Bailey's been shot, and we gotta put this power on, yeah. or else they're not gonna be able to yeah. save you in surgery. Yeah, it's like this movie's like this. Okay, so he, let me just we are not lying. Let me restructure what just happened. There's a massive storm wiping out power across Texas. It knocked a power line into a train that exploded. <laughs> the train exploded. Yeah. As a result of the power going out. A angry guy was inspired to go attempt to kill and rape a woman who was yelled at him once. <laughs> and her husband, who has PTSD from his time in Iraq, who didn't commit suicide on the t- attempted on the to commit suicide, comes back 
discovers this and has to kill the guy who's trying to rape his wife. But he also accidentally shoots the pregnant neighbor <laughs> who they have to rush to the hospital when the power goes out. But he's about to kill himself. Yes. And the wife talks about it. Yeah. And they make up and laugh. And then they find out, oh shit, we shot a pregnant lady. Yes. And so Take all her to the this hospital. is happening. Charles is like, what is going on? What is happening? <laughs> and so he climbs to the top of the substation. And like, and like, like we gotta we gotta put the pistons down so it redirects yeah. the power so they do this like turn yeah. tile thing. It's like it gets stuck. King, 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 and one of them is stuck. And they have to knock it down. So Travolta climbs up there and yeah, like, oh, he starts like hitting it with his stick. It's like, let me give me the hot stick or whatever. Yeah. It's a stick you can use to hit like electrical yeah. wires. And he tries to hit it and it's not working. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going working. Down. And so then he Travolta stops and pauses. And then Well, no, what happens is the Avengers theme starts playing. And he holds the hot stick up in the air. And the storm starts swirling around him. The power more comes down. It like strikes the hot rod. It's like by the power of grace. He turns into Chris Hemsworth and he smacks it down. The lightning strikes. Lightning surges into the state of Texas. And then Iron Man, who was seemingly in the movie, guts up the power 400% and says, how about that? Yeah, okay, so we're very loopy at this point, as I'm sure you can tell. But that is not what happens. I genuinely did think at that moment, because it looks like it's very close up as like a sacrifice play. That he's yes. gonna, and he, I thought he was about to stick the pole in the air and conduct the electricity through himself from the lightning mm -hmm. to like power the thing. God, that would have been like, so much cooler. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, hooting and, I'm hooting and hollering let's about go. it. I'm like, let's, let's go, go, let's go, go, let's go. This is my kind of movie, my it's kind of movie. dead. This motherfucker is just like he, he's he, like, tell my daughter, tell my niece I love her, and he like just pushes the table, and then he like, like jumps up and does a body slam yeah, on the piston, and he's like electric himself, and he gets electrocuted and gets blasted back. Uncle bobbed out into yeah. the ether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was a boy. As we could say, Urban yeah. Cowboy. Yeah, he stepped up and took Uncle Bob's place. Yes, the sequel to that. The sequel thematically. To that. Yeah. But yeah, he gets Uncle Bobbed into the yeah, ether the, on we fire never see his Kentucky body. Fried. No, we don't. Yeah, Kentucky we Fried. Don't. Cold <laughs> beer on a Friday night. Um, anyway, here's what I, I want to call Adam Campbell right now and get his live reactions on this movie. Let's do it. I'm, I'm putting him on speaker. Here we go. Sir, can you hear him? Yeah. Okay. Put it up to the mic, though. Okay. Hello? Hi, Adam. Hey, Adam. Hello, Jeff. What's up? Uh, Stuart's here as well. You're live on Travolting right now. Yes, <laughs> you are live on Travolting. You have something to answer for. Uh, I have something to answer for. Yes. Yes. What's so, that? so we we're covering this movie called Life on the Line. Okay. And I went to Letterboxd, uh, yeah. and I see you are the only person I know who's seen this movie. Oh, Life on the Line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we felt the need to get your live reaction to this movie. Let's see what happened in that. <laughs> <laughs> Electrical lines explode. John Travolta's in it. The dude from uh, from uh, uh, what's that movie about death? You know, hunting people. Uh, uh, the uh, hunt? Uh, Wait, no. No. Uh, uh, the final destination. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't know. He gets a girl pregnant or something. Or <laughs> I don't remember. He has like a kid or something. <laughs> erroneous, erroneous plot points that have nothing to do with 
life on the line. <laughs> um, I don't remember John Travolta's purpose in it. He's like the old wise man or something. Yeah. No, he's he's the the head of his division of linemen. Yeah, um, linemen. Who hates the guy from Final Destination, and sacrifices himself at the end to save the power grid of Texas. Oh, okay, yeah, that's coming back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> we were severely lacking on things to talk about this movie until we saw you, you had also seen it. <laughs> what I love about yeah. that the most is that you say he sacrificed his life to say the power grid of Texas. And Adam's like, oh, yeah, I'm freezing What? <laughs> <laughs> Covering in a valley of violence. I think it needs to be cast well. Yeah. And like this is this is on my mind because I, I just watched In a Valley of Violence, mm -hmm. which you know is a western. It's set vaguely shortly after the end of the Civil War. Yes. And I also just saw The Northman. Yes. And I had the same thought in both those movies. Which is that Ethan Hawke has a face that knows what a latte is. <laughs> I don't buy him <laughs> as a cowboy. Ethan Hawke is not a cowboy. Ethan Hawke is not a Viking king. After you say that, I think that really just yeah, makes that, a lot that, of sense. That takes Ethan Hawke can play shitty ex-boyfriends. He can play and a things priest. that are within two degrees of separation from a shitty ex-boyfriend. He's very good at doing that one. Covering. Gotti. So, you know, Gotti just, uh, it was a big, uh, it was a big movie for me. And it just started kind of this obsession with Travolta where I was just like, what is this guy's deal? Because I think the whole thing that's fascinating about this movie, amongst many others, is how clearly committed Travolta is to the bit. Mm -hmm. He thinks this is like his Oscar movie. He thinks this is big. Mm -hmm. He thinks this is the thing that's going to bring him back, which he's thought many times before. Yeah. But everything about it just, like, made it so fascinating to me as an artifact about Travolta. And I just, from that point on, I just became more and more obsessed with Travolta as an institution, which eventually led to me being like, I'm going to do a Gotti podcast. It's going to be like Gotti minute by minute. We're going to discuss every minute of Gotti. And I was like, you're thinking too small, Jeff. So I started thinking bigger. And what if we covered every single John Travolta movie? What then, year is this when you're thinking this? Uh, late thought. 2018, early 2019. Okay. Around this time, I made a young, another young, impressionable lad named Stuart Elmore. Um, and, you know, first I got to suss him out. And I was just like, oh, what do you think about John Travolta? And he's like, I have no opinions. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> and that's when I was like, you know, Stuart, maybe we should do a podcast together. <laughs> we should do a little podcast together and so it's like oh what about and I'm like John Travolta and you're like what and I was like no nothing 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 <laughs> um, and you know the idea kept kicking around and eventually you were like you know what? let's just fucking let's just do a John Travolta podcast in the middle of quarantine it's COVID it's COVID we were unemployed we yeah. had nothing to do and from the very beginning I knew as we started with The Devil's Reign I was like the gaudy episode's good <laughs> but that movie's that movie's like fucking what two hours long it's a little under two it's Life is too short to watch a two-hour John Travolta movie. I am a busy man. I do not have time to watch Gotti. If Gotti was like a clean 80, I probably would have watched it. 
But you so, have 30 minutes of your day to talk about so Gotti. He pledged to oh, never, yeah, that's easy. So Cole pledged to never watch Gotti. Now, when the time when the bell tolled for this podcast, and I told him, if you're going to be on an episode, you got to commit to be on the Gotti episode. He said, I will never watch Gotti. But what did you do for this? I did read a biography of John Gotti. This is true. He read a biography of John Gotti Sr. <laughs> and Cole, as a, as a New York-based guest, um, yes. can you tell me what are the five boroughs of New York? Because I'm a little sketchy on the details. Oh my uh, God. Manhattan. Oh my yes. God. Oh my God. Brooklyn. Okay, that's two. Queens. Three. The Bronx. Four. Staten Island. Five. So yes. would you say that makes a fist? No, I would say that makes a very large city. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to step in here, Cole, because yes. what's very interesting is you talked about his childhood, and then there's a 10-year gap. And there's a fucking 10-year gap. <laughs> and then he's inducted to the Gambito family. Which, I mean, I think, again, it's like you have access to what you have access to. Yeah. You know, he's not notable for it, these guys. He is not notable for the people who are keeping records on these guys in law enforcement when he is just a street hoodlum. One could say it's akin to the Jesus story. <laughs> honestly? 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 It's a 10 year gap. It's a little bit of a shady gap of Jesus' teenage long, years yeah, like, that we don't no know one, about. Let me tell you, um, Cole. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah. When the cops busted it up, let me tell you, John Gotti and Bobby Boriello, they went up to those cops and, Stuart, what did they ask? They said, we got the lawyers ready. On the line. We got bail money with, with interest. interest. <laughs> <laughs> with interest. Then send them up and they shoot all the fireworks off. Be Borealis. And he's like, you got, you, got the, you, got the lawyers on, you got the lawyers on speed dial. You got bail money with interest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Or Stuart and I have a favorite line. What is it? What is it? Uh, oh. It's when he's about to set off the fireworks. Yeah, and the, the cops are like, you don't have a permit for this. And he and Bobby Boriello, who's my favorite character in this movie, big <laughs> yeah. fan of Bobby Boriello. Yeah. Um, he's like, uh, Bobby, we got the lawyers. On speed dial. <laughs> we got the bail money <laughs> with interest. I loved it. I loved it. Like, so That's my I, biggest question. Why did the they bail just money leave? with interest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And a bunch of portals start opening all around Central Park <laughs> behind behind Gotti. <laughs> and the combined forces of all five boroughs, the forces of all five boroughs emerge from the portals. Along with, along with, believe me, the ghosts of mobsters past. That's right. Al Capone comes out of a portal, probably played by Tom Hardy. Al Pacino reprises his role as ghost of Michael Corleone. All the mobsters are coming. Jimmy from Goodfellas is there. And they all come out of these portals. Whereas Bobby's shoving the fireworks down Paul's throat, he looks down at a wounded Gotti and he says, You got bail money? With interest! interest. Bail. <laughs>